Father God. Oh, Father God, we thank you, Father God, for your children, your people, Father God. We thank you for the angel of the house, Lord God. We thank you for every family that's represented here this morning, Father God, that you will bless them with the blessings that you see they stand in need of, Lord God. For, Father God, we know your word will not return back to you, return back to you void this morning, Lord God. So, Father God, we, we here to praise you. We here to worship you, Father God. We, we decided that no rock is going to take our place. We welcome all our first-time visitors, Lord God. We thank you for the online viewers, Lord God. Father God, we thank you for the door that the church has opened in this, in this house, Lord God. And we come praying, Father God, that your will be done this morning, Lord God. This morning, this day, this week, this month, this year even this lifetime, Father God. For we know if we ever needed you, Lord God, we need you right now. We need you right now more than we've ever needed you, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray and ask, amen. Come on, stand on your feet and put your hands together. Yeah. 
praise his name. We come to praise his name. Come on and praise the Lord. We come to praise his name. He's been too good to you. He woke you up this morning. You ought to praise his name. He opened your eyes this morning. You ought to praise his name. You're not laying on your cooling bowl. You ought to praise his name. Come on and praise. Come on and praise.
the Lord. It's time for us to honor God with our giving. The Bible says giving is receiving. So you want to make sure that you're a giver. God always gives seed to sower. So make sure you don't want to be left behind when it comes to financial blessings. Uh, we can criticize the rich all you want, but the rule applies to everybody. That includes you and me. When it comes to the kingdom of God, the way to receive financial blessing, God said, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man or a woman, that's right, soul, that's exactly what you're going to reap. So, being a theologian, I can tell you how simple the Bible is. If you don't sow, you're going to stay broke. <laughs> Plain and simple. You can, you can. Twist it, you can. Color it, you can. Explain it. At the end of the day, any farmer knows. See, I'm from the country. If you don't put seed in the ground, come harvest time, you're going to watch some people blaze. And you're not going to be one of them. Now, church folks, this is where we're tripping. We think we're just going to pray our way. <laughs> I've seen too many church people broke needlessly. No, you can't just say, Lord, bless me. It don't work that way. He told you exactly what you need to do. Get you some seed and put some seed in some good ground. Amen. And I'm pleased to report this church is a good ground. Amen. So, so let me encourage you. Join the club of the blessed. Amen. People ask me all the time, why you smile so much? I say, it took me a while to figure it out. <laughs> but I finally found out if I would learn to sow, not grudgingly, not out of necessity, if I would learn to sow in the kingdom of God cheerfully, God will reward me. Now, I'm not talking theories. I tried it for myself. It works. And out of love, I'm inviting you. I even give you permission. If you don't like this church, find you another ground. But you must be a sower. There's no way around it. And if you learn to sow, and you also learn to budget, because 93% of people in the body of Christ, they don't budget. So they stay broke. That's not on God. He said, what man, what woman would want to build a house and not first sit down 
and count the cost. You all see how this thing works? It is really easy to be rich. Yes, I said it. <laughs> I'm trying to help somebody. It is very easy to be blessed, to be rich. The Bible really laid out. See, honor the Lord with your substance, with the first fruit of your increase. Then God said, if you do that, your barns will be filled with plenty. Your story will bust out with new wine. What part of that we don't understand? We don't need an interpreter for that. It's in plain English. So I made up my mind. I'm tired of going month to month. I, I'm tired of just struggling. And if one payday miss, I'm in trouble. I say, okay, I cannot live like this. So I try God for myself. That's all I'm asking you to do today. If you don't believe me, try God for yourself. And within 90 days, you will come back to say, yes, God is real. <laughs> Hallelujah. So here we give you an opportunity to do just that. And we share with you what we're doing with the resources that you invest in the kingdom of God. One of those things that we have shared with you is that we have a digital board out there. And we have invested $103,000. Just ask yourself the question, how many churches that you know in this parish will spend 103,000, not 100,000, just for a digital board to flash to everybody driving by, say, Jesus is real. That's what your church has done. Now I'm told by Brother Morris, the guy who is over our media, keeps in touch with them. I don't get involved in all of that. People smarter than me, they're doing it. They say it's just a matter of few days before they install that. This is what we do with the resources. So I gave you his name so you can talk to him. We told you we're building a building that will cost $3.9 million dollars for young people. You might say, Pastor, where I done raised my children. I don't have no young people. So you ain't talking to me. But the Bible says when you do it for one of these, you've done it for me. Why are we building them a building? To keep them off the street them out of jail. You know what many of us are doing? They say, oh, we just wait on the government. The government is broke. <laughs> the Africans say, if somebody's going to buy you a clothes, 
first check out what he's wearing. So God is not broke. The earth is the Lord. And the fullness thereof. A thousand cattle on the hill belongs to God. So all we need to do is to remind one another and encourage one another to give. And the more you give, the more the Lord trusts you with more money. I raise my kids. I always tell people from the bottom of my heart, I'll see you at the top. That's where you belong. Don't let the devil talk you out of it. Believe God. Believe his word. He's not a man that he should lie. He don't tell stories. When he says something, he will do it. If he makes you a promise, he will make it good. I raise my case. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the word of God. Thank you for your faithfulness. Long before I was born, Rama told me, God is real. And you're still real today because you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Glorify yourself in this house. Let this church be a testimony to the whole community. There is a God who is in the business of blessing his children. Lord, I thank you for every giver in the house. I pray, oh God, that you would touch their lives more and more. Increase them, oh God. Give them a testimony that the world will see we serve a real God. I thank you for increase in this house. New blessings, new homes, new jobs, new automobiles, new, new. Even your mercy is new every morning. I thank you for increase in the life of everyone. It is so. In Jesus' name. If you want to give, you can give as the ushers come. Or you can go online on our website and give. If you want to just use your telephone and text the blessing. Amen. So many avenues. So don't miss it. God bless you. Love you, sir. Thank you, sir.
Lord. I am pleased to mention to all of you we have a lot of praise reports in the house. And I'll be honest with you, I love praise reports. Because that tells me I'm in a church where God is moving. So now forgive me if I don't mention to the congregation. That does not mean your blessing is not important. I don't mind confessing to you sometimes. See, I'm getting up in age, I don't remember everything. And sometimes I will be on my way and then I'm going home and they will hit me. I say, oh, brother so-so and so. <laughs> but you know, I want you to know God knows. Amen. And we rejoice with you. Because part of my assignment is not just to lead the church and feed the sheep and watch over for your soul. One of those ways we watch over for your soul is to pray and pray and pray every day that you and your children, your children are trophies of grace. The Bible said they are arrows <laughs> in the hand of a mighty man. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's why I got five of them. Conte smart. <laughs> There's a lot of kids. So, they always know we are praying for you. We are praying that the enemy will not be able to reach you. We are praying that God will bless the work of your hand. So every time God gives you a testimony, my heart rejoices. And don't hesitate to enjoy the blessing of the Lord. You don't have to hide it. Folks will tell me, Pastor, rejoice with me. I got me a fiancé. I say, we see. Well, I don't want to bring him to church now. You know how it is. Some people might want to steal what you ah. Ah, no, no. You're losing me fast. This church, the blessing of the Lord, maketh you rich and add no sorrow to it. Amen. If the Lord blesses, you know He's blessed. And if the Lord bless you, you can shine the blessing. Amen. Did you hear what I said? So don't let no devil intimidate you. To whom much is given, much is required. He's giving you a testimony. Those blessings are testimony. So that you can tell the whole world, God did it for me. Amen. All minds clear? We are also glad to see all of our guests this morning. If you're worshiping here for the first time, let me see your hand. I just want to celebrate you and rejoice with you all over the building. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. Anybody else? Amen. 
we welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ. We are so happy that you are here. After church today, right there in the lobby, we have a guest center there. And if you would just stop by there on your way out, this church has a gift for you. This is our way of saying thank you for coming to our church. We are so honored, we are so glad that you are here. We welcome all of you live streaming also. It's always a joy when the media department will tell me there are hundreds and thousands of people watching, not just locally, but internationally. That's what it's all about. So we are grateful. Whether you are seeing us on TV or listening on radio or just live streaming as we speak now, we welcome every one of us in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Also, I'm honored to have my own pastors here. Amen. They're always looking sharp. i got to keep up with them. You know. This Reverend Tini is here. Amen. Thank God for my brother in the Lord. Reverend Edison is here. Amen. Mighty man of God, we honor you. We thank you for being here. We also have a family reunion. I don't see Mama Johnson somewhere. Oh, praise God. She just blending with everybody. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, that is our mother, Rosie Johnson, all the way from Winston, Louisiana. And they were having family reunion yesterday. Amen. And I'm so glad to see some of them in the house. Uh, Mama, will you tell us more about, so I won't have to call everybody by name. is overjoyed because of the, the, the this weekend when they came California DC Virginia Alabama <laughs> Texas praise, praise God Florida praise God Illinois praise God <laughs> yes and the list the list and Louisiana is in the house amen amen <laughs> Will you hear me thank God for all of our guests this morning? We love you. We are grateful that you are here. We hope that something will be said or done that will keep you blessed and enriched in your Christian journey. Are you all glad our guests are here today? Amen. To God be the glory. If you all don't mind, will you please stand and walk around and say hello to somebody and just love on them, bless them, say hello,
God some praise this morning I know we can do better than that can we give God some praise this morning he didn't have to do it but he woke you up this morning and you're looking in the faces of other people so that deserves praise shout hallelujah this morning hallelujah why are you still standing listen God gave me a word this is a song um, right before we sing this song and the song is called wait on you can you tell somebody wait on God Tell somebody else, wait on God. And right before we sing this song, I want to offer three things to you. Number one, for those that are going through something um, and it feels like there's no way out, I have a word from God for you. And that word is help is on the way. If you receive it, shout amen. Even you looking and you're tuning in with us. Help is on the way. I'm a living witness that help is on the way. Number two, let me offer this to you. Um, the word says, don't move too fast. Make sure that you hear from God and not man or the demonic. Amen. Sometimes we move real, real quickly in our decision making and it's not from God. But tell somebody, don't move too fast. Tell them, make sure that you're hearing from God. And lastly, number three, and, and I'm going to tell you something. This is actually a word that God gave me concerning pastor. It had nothing to do with the praise team. It was a word concerning uh, pastor. And by his permission, I asked, could I speak over him? And he said, sure, you can speak over me. And the word that God gave me, and I told pastor, because we are your spiritual children, we can receive this word as well. Amen. And I told pastor this word, your waiting is not in vain. Man of God, your waiting is not in vain. Zion Hill, your waiting is not in vain. Those who are streaming, your waiting is not in vain. Tell somebody, your waiting is not in vain. So we want to encourage you this morning. He's going to do it, but sometimes we just need some encouragement to remind ourselves and to remind others that he's going to do it. The promise sometimes get caught up like Daniel did. He prayed, but there was a fight going on. But God heard you the first time that you prayed. And just know that your waiting is not in vain. Can we give God some praise for that? So just stand still and see his salvation. Tell somebody, stand still and see his salvation. Tell somebody, say stand, just stand still and see his salvation. And if you don't mind, can we right where you are just go ahead and lift God up just for doing what he's going to do? He is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask so father we thank you we thank you for a spirit of trust god just like pastor preached a few weeks ago i want to have crazy faith in you we thank you for faith god and god we don't mind waiting on you for our waiting is not in vain can you just lift that up in the atmosphere and just begin to bless God and thank him? Even while in long suffering, God, we trust you. For we know that help is on the way. And our waiting is not in vain, God. And we know that we're not going to move until we hear from you. So, Father, we lift our hands now in the atmosphere. 
wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Because He will renew your strength. So wait, I say, on the Lord. We wait on you, God. Because you will renew, renew our strength. So wait, I say, on the Lord.
their shrimp They shall mount up Up on wings Like an eagle And they'll soar And they shall walk And not be weary That's a word They shall run And not faint That's what happens when you wait Yeah Anybody receive that today? Help me sing it They that wait
He will give you your job. He will give you your help, your help back. He will give you your strength back. Be encouraged, my brother, my sister. Be encouraged, my brother, my sister. Because God will, will, will take care. God will, will, will take care. We've been made in the foreign night. When you wait on God, He'll give you everything that He promised you. He'll give you everything that He promised you. I'm so, so, so glad, God. I can find a rest in you, God. In the time of trouble, you are hiding. In the time of trouble, you are hiding. Yeah, 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 God. I'm so glad I serve a God who is bigger than any disease. I'm so glad I serve a God who is bigger than any problem. You will get your reward. I would have fainted it all. Unless I believe that I will see the goodness of God, not in the sweet by and by, but here in the land of the living. Yeah, I'm so so blessed. I serve a God who I can trust. I serve a God who is faithful. I serve a God. Now open up your mouth and bless him. Open up your mouth and bless him. Open up your mouth and bless God. chapter 2 and we're going to look at verse number 4 
the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse number 4. Thank you, our worship team, all of our musicians, for a blessing to be able to celebrate God in the sanctuary. The book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse number 4. The Bible says, but God. That's it. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you. Thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. Let the word go forth. Let the anointing flow. And let your glory fill this place. I thank you that prayers will be answered. Problems will be solved. The hearts of men and women will be changed. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, But God. Let me begin by sharing with you a story. I call it the pig joke. I went to school over there in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and bless God, we have a lot of hog jokes and pigs, and this is to explain to you what I'm going to be preaching, and basically there was a man that was driving on the highway. He was driving a Volkswagen, just a little bitty car, but right in front of him was a truck, and the truck was carrying a bunch of pigs. And all of a sudden, one of those pigs fell off the truck. The truck kept going. The pig was on the ground. The gentleman driving Volkswagen, he decided to stop to help the pig that was falling. He stopped, picked up the pig, and started driving after the truck. And then he was speeding, trying to catch up to the truck where the rest of the pigs are. And then the police came behind him and pulled him over. The police asked the simple question, sir, where are you going so fast? And he told his story that he was just driving on the highway and saw this big truck in front of him carrying a bunch of pigs and all of a sudden one of the pigs fell off. 
And he stopped to pick up the pig. And now he's trying to catch up with the truck. And that's why he had to speed up so he can catch the truck in front of him. Well, the police said you cannot catch up with the, with the truck because you're breaking every traffic rule and you're speeding, and that's against the law. So the police say, I'm not going to give you a ticket this time, but what I want you to do is to take the pig to the zoo and forget about catching up with the truck in front of you. He said, yes, sir, I will do just that. Then the next day, the police was on the same highway and he saw the same Volkswagen. And he saw the same guy. And he saw the pig next to him. <laughs> so he pulled him over again. He said, sir, aren't you the one I stopped yesterday? Yes, sir. Didn't I tell you to take the pig to the zoo? He said, yes, sir. Why are you all here? This is not the zoo. Well, the man said, yes, I took the pig to the zoo. We had such a good time yesterday. <laughs> and today we are going to the beach. <laughs> There's a lesson in my story. You see, Africans are storytellers. The message is very, very simple. In time of trouble, we all fell off the truck. But God. It was God who came and picked us up when we couldn't help ourselves. When you hear the phrase, but God, it simply means divine intervention. And from time to time in your life, there will come a time when you fall off the truck and you cannot pick your own server. But God. It is when God intervenes in human affairs. Let me give you an example. People, sometimes you get sick. Even the doctors don't know what to do. But God. Sometimes in life, you run out of provision. Been there. You have no clue how you're going to pay your next bill. But God. My brothers, my sisters, there comes a time when life throws you a curveball. Problem arise. Not necessarily out of your own fault. It's just life. But God. If you don't believe me, talk to David. 
David was just a musician serving the Lord. But the king rose up against him. King Saul wanted to kill him. King Saul sent assassin people to kill others. And they chased David all over the wilderness. But God. If you don't believe me, talk to Joseph. His own blood brothers conspired to destroy him. Am I still in the book? Sold him into slavery. This is the man that God had promised him and gave him a, a dream. Now he finds himself as a slave. Things got even worse. He finds himself in jail. But God. Israel is another example. Israel messed up bad. And the people who are called children of God, they found themselves in captivity in Babylon. But God. The only way they got out, it was God who drove behind the truck. And when they fell off, they fell off the grace of God, God rescued them. I can go on throughout the Bible, share with you many, many people like you and me who fell off the truck. But God, Jonah was called to be a mighty preacher. But he messed up. He started running from God. You know his story. He ended up in the belly of the whale. But God. I know this is a simple message. But I want you to know that there is a God who can intervene in the affairs of man. And no matter what you're dealing with right now, if you will remember that when we say, but God, that's heaven intervening in the affairs of man. Jehoshaphat was another man who had to understand this thing called, but God. The Bible says it was a young king had a promising future. But the enemies gang up on him. I don't know about you. I know what it is for people to gang up on you. Even on your job. The job that you're qualified to be working on. And folks will make up stories. And Joseph said, in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12, he said, Lord, I have no clue what to do. But my eyes is on you. You know the rest of the story. But God. God bailed him out. At the end of the day, the enemies turned against each other. 
And Jehoshaphat and his people went home singing and shouting. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know in your life, in my life, whenever you fell off the truck, there is a God that can build you out. I don't know about you, I thank God for his butts. But God, I won't be standing before you. When I look back over my life, I cannot but see, but God, he looked beyond my fault and saw my needs. I was living in, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It's a neighborhood there called Scotland Field. We had one child back then. We didn't have much of anything, and we barely were surviving. I was in school, going to law school, you know. And then we discovered the city inspector came along, and then they put a sign on our house. That, that whole house, it doesn't even belong to us, we were renting. The whole house had been termite in messed up. The termites have been there for years. And, and I didn't know I go in there every day with a little child. But God. They put a sign on the house. This house is no longer good for occupancy. We got to move. We got to Keep out. The building is unsafe. That little child today is a partner in the biggest law firm in town. But God. I never will forget. Five days before my marriage. I was living in Fort Worth, Texas. And I was just moving to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I had a Pinto. It's a little car. Two doors, Pinto, brand new. But I was rushing to make the deadline to go to Africa and marry Elizabeth. And I was tired between work, between school, and I went to sleep while driving. And while I went to sleep, I came over a bridge and lost control. And I fly over. Now, cars are made to walk on the ground, not to fly. But I fly over the whole bridge. By the time the, the police and the paramedic get to me, they knew I was dead. But God. Not only was I alive, I was still sleeping. Even I didn't even know that I was flying over a bridge. They had to cut the car to bring me out and not even a scratch in my body. Somebody shout, but God. I came here 1995. I'm just testifying. 
And I thought we could do better. That was my message to the church. We could do better. We could do better. And we started to build this very edifice. We started by faith. We had no money. We had no loan. Are you listening to me? No bank was willing to give us a loan. Some of you know my story because you are here. They said Negro churches, we don't give them a billion dollar loan. Well, poor me, I didn't know. I was just walking by faith. And then not only was I not asking for one million, I asked for 2.8 million. So in their mind, this Negro is an idiot. What asylum did you find this one? But God. You're sitting in the building today. Because when you fell off the truck, there is a God that can pick you up. But God. Right after the building is completed, you will think, now, we can rest free. Then we find out, and you can talk to some of your deacons who are here. We found out the builder, the contractor, that we are paying every month. And he was making withdrawals from the bank. But he did not pay all the, what do you call them, subcontractors. So they put liens on this building. Brand new building. You cannot use it. Now we pay the contractor. But the contractor did not pay his workers. But God. Today you are seated comfortably. Sometimes I tell people you see the glory. But you don't know my story. I remember just crying out to God. I said, Lord, you know. You know all I've been through in this project. Even my own members, because I went all the way to Texas to find a professional contractor who specialized in building churches. I just didn't want a building. I want a building that is acoustic. I want a building that is specialized for worship. Some people in my church rose up against me. They said, Pastor, them take some bribe. They even launched an investigation. While I was striving to make this community better. But God, in this Christian journey, believe me when I tell you, you will need but God in your life. I didn't know what to do, but my eyes was on God. Sometimes you cannot save your own self. You have to depend on God. Some of you all, you got some testimony. 
it with some but God in it. And I want to encourage somebody. If you've never seen the hand of God bail you out of trouble. Just keep living. Oh, today I'm fully persuaded. That if you are a child of God. And you fell off the wagon. Or you fell off the truck. The angel of the Lord. Encamp around them. That fear him. God will take care of you. Somebody here can testify. And say, Pastor, I was sick. But God. He healed my body. But God. Have I got a witness in the house? Somebody here can say, I was broke. Don't know how I'm going to make it. But God. Do I have a witness in the house? Let me remind every one of us this morning. You can be so good all you want. You can be so holy all you want. You can be so righteous all you want. But the devil will try to mess with you. I don't care how much you pray. Are you listening to me this morning? I don't care how much you fast. I don't care how many days you spend in the house of God. But there is a devil. The Bible says he comes to steal from you. He comes to kill and he comes to destroy. But God. Somebody shout, but God. And if you don't believe me, keep living. If you don't believe me, talk to brother Job. The Bible said Job was a righteous man. The Bible said Job was a holy man. He was an upright brother. Yet the devil came. Am I still in the book? One day he lost everything. Everything he got. The righteous man, the holy man, the upright man, but the devil messed with him. He went from being a multimillionaire to becoming a prophet in one single day. Job had ten children. He lost every one of them in one day. His own friends forsake him. I know what it is to be forsaken by friends. His own wife call him a fool. Advise him to curse God and die. Sometimes you can't even depend on your loved ones. But God. Somebody put it this way. He said, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. 
That's why I said to the congregation, somebody, I said, you see the glory, but you don't know my story. But God. One of the challenges in the body of Christ, we lead people to believe we made everything on our own. But the truth be told, we are people who have fell off the truck. It was the grace of God. God's amazing grace that you're still alive today. I don't know about you, but I didn't make it on my own. The only reason I'm still standing here before you when I was lost, when I couldn't find my way, God made a way out of nowhere. Do I have a witness in the house? That's why I cannot come to church with my hands folded, with my leg crossed, and say, let me watch them sing. Nobody knows like I know what God has done for me. And so is some of you. God has been good to you. God made a way out of no way for you. He blessed you even when you don't deserve to be blessed. Somebody shout about God. Do I have a witness in the house? Food on my table? Do I have a witness? Clothes on my back? Roof over my head? But God, David said, I will look to the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help comes from no man but God. And I don't know what you're going through right now. But I just stopped by this morning to testify that there is a God that can bail you out of trouble. There is a God that can pick you up when you are down. There is a God when you fall off the wagon and people around you think it's all over for you. <laughs> Somebody shout, but God. I don't know about you when I look back over my own life. And I see what could have happened. <laughs> what should have happened. What almost happened. But I'm still here clothing my right mind. Somebody shout, but God. Look at your neighbor, shout, but God. I was lost on my way to hell. But God. Touch two or three people and say, but God. I'm in church now. But the truth be told, I was not always in the church. Do I have a witness in the house? Open your mouth, shout, but God. He picked me up. Turn me around. 
place my feet on a solid rock. Oh, I'm so glad I can say it. There is a God somewhere that will look beyond your fault and see your name. Open your mouth, shout amen. amen. Have you ever been delivered from something and out of ignorance you went back? Or maybe I'm just preaching to my own self today. Do you know what it means for God to set you free? And you went back to the same thing. The Bible said dog returns to his own farming. But God, in his grace and mercy, gave me another chance. That's why I cannot hate anybody. That's why I owe nobody anything but love. But God gave me another chance. So I can tell the whole world, young and old, if you will give God a chance, he can make things all over again. Open your mouth, shout, but God. Here I am in the church, clothed in my right mind. Only God can breathe life into a valley of dead bones. <laughs> when I came, they said to me, they said, young man, you're talking about, there's going to be a, a mega ministry in Pivey. There ain't nobody in Pivey. They said, everybody that think like you did and left town. They moved to Texas. But I kept believing God. The story you see today is nothing but the hand of God. I didn't think I have to read much Bible to you. I just said, but God. And God is doing something in your life right now. Pay attention. Give him the glory. Give him the honor. Give him the praise. Don't become so sophisticated that you forget where you used to be before God saved you. When I say, but God, I'm talking about God's ability to intercept a person's life and make it much better. Are you here this morning? And I will submit to you God's ultimate intervention in your life is your salvation. If you know anything about the Bible, the book of Ephesians that I just read to you is a letter like you write letters to your parents, to your loved ones. And this letter was written by Apostle Paul, A.D. 61. And he's writing to the church. He wrote what, what I would call a diagnosis of what the church is going through. If you read that Ephesians chapter 2, you look at verse number 1. Paul is saying to you and me as a church, he said, we are dead in sin. 
That's our diagnosis. Verse number two, he said we are slaves to sin. That means we are being controlled by sin. And verse number three, he said we are condemned. But verse number four, which I read to you, but God. Salvation story is very simple. You got to see yourself as God see you. The Bible says all I've seen come short of the glory of God. You may think you're all that. But the word of God says you're a slave to sin. You see, you've been condemned. The question is, when a doctor makes diagnosis, is there a solution to the problem? And verse 4 says, but God. And if you're here this morning, I don't care how long you've been going to church. Some of you don't even go to church. Some of you go to church only when you feel like it. Coming to church has become a hobby for you. You do it at your own convenience. But when you realize that you are slave to sin, that you are dead in sin, that you've been condemned, then you remember but God. Today is a day for every one of us to look back over our life. And remember all that God has done for you. And then ask yourself, is this the way for me to say thank you when I come to church only occasionally? Some people come only when they are harsh, when they are march, and when they are dispatched. But there is a God who saved your behind from all trouble. You went to the hospital, he brought you out. You got in a car, he saved your soul. He kept you from trouble. He watched over your children. Even your heart breathed every day. One day I was preaching here, I collapsed. The doctor said I have five to eight minutes. I would have been gone. But God. But God. Some people even, they put my picture on the social media. <laughs> Look at the preacher. He did fall down. But the preacher is still here. But God. There is a God that can heal you when you are sick. There is a God that can make a way out of no way. There is a God that can help you through every situation. I encourage you this morning to give your life to him. Ladies and gentlemen, what's the message? When it looks like it's all over. Remember, but God. When it looks like you're not going to make it. Remember, but God. When it looks like all children are acting ugly. Remember, but God. When you don't know what to do, where to go, 
who to trust, remember, but God. And I want to invite you today. Maybe you are here today and you look back over your life and see so much that God has done for you. This is a good day to say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm going to ask all of you to stand to your feet. It's a simple message. If you can reflect over your life and see how much God has bailed you out like the pig who fell off the truck. He wants to receive you back. He wants to rejoice over you. Maybe you have prayer needs in your life. Maybe there is something that you're believing God for that it hasn't happened yet. Remember, but God. You got a sickness in your body. Your loved ones sick in their body. And you just want to stand in the gap and say, Lord, if you can do it for somebody else, you can do it for me. Somebody shout, but God. Well, some writer put it this way. He said, have you any rivers that you think you cannot go through? Have you any mountains that you think you cannot channel through? God specializes. The reason why I come Sunday after Sunday and tell you African story is I'm trying to illustrate the power of God. God specializes things that is impossible. And he can do for you, your children, your children's children what no other man can do. If you're that man, if you're that woman, you need prayer. I want to agree with you this morning. Find your way to the altar. Somebody else is coming. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody else is coming. Look at what God is doing right now. That's the power of the gospel. The gospel is simple. I was lost on my way to hell. I fell off the wagon. But Jesus picked me up. Somebody else.
Our Father and our God, we have come in the precious name of Jesus Christ. You said in your word, you can ask God anything in your name. First, we ask that you forgive us. I am a living witness of the power of God to forgive. Lord, we thank you for forgiving us this morning. Thank you for giving us another chance. We should be the most happy, the most thanksgiver in the house for so much you've done for us. We ask you, oh God, forgive us. Give us another chance. You said when we are forgiven, we can come boldly to the throne of grace and receive mercy. Father, we thank you today. Thank you for looking beyond our fault. Thank you for giving us another chance. Another chance to worship you. Another chance to praise you. Another chance to live for you. Have your way in our life. Somebody standing before this altar today say, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Renew the right spirit within me. Lord, I pray that you would touch every heart. Lord, I pray that you would do a new thing in our lives. Lord, I pray for open doors, open heavens, not just in our life, but in the life of our children, oh God. Somebody say, Lord, heal my father. Heal my wife. Heal my mama. Heal my child, oh God. Lord, I pray that you would touch right now. You are wounded for a transgression. You are bruised for iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon you. With your stripe we are healed. Father, I decree and declare the healing power of God in this house right now. Lord, I thank you. The prayers have been answered right now. I thank you, oh God, for miracles taking place in our lives. Thank you that you are still a consuming fire. So I say to the congregation, lift up your hands, oh ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. The King of Glory will come in. I say the King of Glory will come in. Who is the King of Glory? It's God, your Father, the Creator of heaven and earth. He will see about you, He will touch your lives. He will heal your broken heart. He will mend every neck that is turned down. I pray that he will minister to your spirit man. Whatever is missing, I know what it is to be depressed. I know what it is to think I can't make it on my own. I know what it is to have a low self-esteem, but you bring me out of nothing. And you make a star of a jungle man. Lord, I said, do it again. 
touch somebody right now. Heal somebody right now. Make a way for somebody right now. But God, but God, but God, why we are yet sinners? He dies for the ungodly. You say, have your way in this church. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in our homes. Have your way in our marriage, oh God. Have your way in the life of our children and our children's children. The righteous are never forsaken. Their seed will never beg for bread. We receive that anointing by faith right now in the name of Jesus. So I plead the blood of Jesus over everyone before this altar. I plead the blood of Jesus over your life the blood over your home, the blood over your marriage, the blood over your business, the blood over your testimony, the blood over your job, the blood, the blood, the blood. It is so in Jesus' name. Open your mouth, shout amen. If you receive, shout amen. I tell you, the wall of Jericho came down because people were willing to shout. Open your mouth. Give the Lord God your loudest. Amen. Thank you for being in church today. We appreciate every one of you. Thank you for giving God a chance in your life. Before we say the benediction, if you're looking for a church home and you would like to be a part of this church, after the benediction, my wife and I will be standing right here to welcome you. This past Sunday, a young lady came. Sister Hayes, where are you? What's that sister name? that joined the church. He praised God. And she said something profound to me. She said, I've been here before. But the Lord told me to be a part of this ministry. Amen. One of our ministers, he had been long gone Sister Gloria and Brother Felix. And they said to me, Pastor, we cannot deny that you're a man of God. Will you please allow us to come back? See, the church don't belong to any pastor. This is the church of the living God. If you are here today and you say, I want to be a part of this, I like a place where the word of God is going forward, where there's a spirit of worship, where people are loving one another and using their gifts and talents for the glory of God, you'll find the right place. 
So after the benediction, I will ask you to come join us here. Amen. I want one of our pastors to come and do the benediction for you. God bless you. Come on down. Hallelujah. Say thank you to your neighbor for being in church today. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Now may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, have a blessed and a safe week. Amen.